Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So yeah, you're right that we will. Have, I'm recording now, but yes, you are correct that no one now will know the thing they didn't hear at the recording start. The previous balls with the Watsits. What a what an intriguing thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange uh, way to start. So recording. I would say we did maybe 25 minutes of a podcast there. Yeah, yeah, I was settling into it nicely, and um, I wasn't recording it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were reco- you were recording it for a bit, and then it, you weren't apparently. Yeah, uh, it's entirely. Uh, the, I was going to say entirely the fault of my iOS device. It's not. Uh, it's it, it is user error. I just forgot that there was an option I would need to disable or alter to record anything longer than that. The amount of time that just passed. Then that's the amount. The amount of us talking you've just listened to is all that was recorded of the previous version of the podcast. Yeah, so this is our second take at it, which was a shame because we had a lot of um, we had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of jokes about how we were going to go off the rails in our final series. Yeah, we were possibly uh, like an like another show of some description. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and how we couldn't see much of the action in this episode, like oh, another recent episode of that same show. Yeah. Um, and various other things. We offered the keys to the podcast to anyone who wanted to take over. After what, what podcast would that be, Chris? Oh, this podcast, Doctor Who, the 11th Hour podcast. Well, you're Chris. I've made that clear by calling you Chris. I'm Joe. That that also is a truism. Um, we probably will swear. We tend to jump around the episode a lot. Especially, <laughs> yes, we get up, get up, and get down. Chris, where are you gone? Um... I'm gonna pour I'm us. Back. I'm gonna pour us some delicious Pepsi live. Now, if the if the stereo setting was on of that microphone, it would have been much easier to hear me leap out of my chair and fling my like twenty five stone frame up and down and then into the hallway and into my. It looked flat. great. Thank I can you. That I can do it again. I don't need. I don't need my niece. <laughs> Well, you may do. I sounded one day. like I don't need my niece, Vicky. I like you very much, and I, I, I wouldn't say that I don't need you in my life. I rarely see you, but that's a different matter. Yeah. So, um... also, she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, probably just as well. Uh, so yeah, this is this is the uh, take number two. Uh, the, the Ghost Monument. It was all right. <laughs> yeah, that was so kind of where we settled on. We don't have a thing for that. Uh, before we began, I was very prepared to rate it as I didn't like it but um, 
it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, do well, we need a third? Like all bets are off in this last one. Do yeah, we create yeah. the third tier? Do we create? Uh, as I, I believe know. it was called. Maybe, maybe we do. I mean, you know, got to get those those ratings up. <laughs> so yeah, we've we had various um, revelations even about our own podcast, uh, yeah. which is that we've accidentally pivoted to an intro cast yeah, for the because, last series. But, uh, that was in the context of how there seems to be some kind of arc being set up in this episode. Yeah. So and I, you know, obviously, where it all goes, and I don't because, as yeah. I explained uh, in the last episode. Uh, I've only seen two of uh, these episodes of Doctor Who before, uh, so I'm really, you know, and I've only just <laughs> seen this episode for the first and probably only time just we, now, so I'm, you know, you're getting those fresh react. well, not quite as fresh reactions. But, yeah, you know. we all said very cool stuff where we were conscious of our potential subconscious sexism about yeah. the whole scenario. That's all gone, yeah. so never mind, but please know that we were very groovy. Oh, yeah, all the stuff that you didn't hear was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, much better than this... <laughs> <laughs> this recording is going to be Much better than undoubtedly. This shit. Um, I should have just made sure we both had guitars available, so if all got to shit, we could just strum just away. Rock out, yeah, yeah, which we did a bit of earlier. Um, we did do that. So yeah, I think kind of the problem with this episode is maybe that there's too much kind of going on in it. Like as I said, I'm going to stop referring, you know, making it clear that I repeated stuff before because that's of no use to you listeners. That's true. But the the race stuff is quite good by which I mean the race that uh, <laughs> Zoe and Angstrom are on. Yeah. Um that that that's quite an interesting idea that isn't really that relevant to how the episode plays out. It's a fantastic story that we happen into the last sort of few hours of. Yeah, and we miss the whole rest of the it's a mad, 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 mad world across space. Yeah, which rather. sounded really, really interesting. Yeah. And it's the last one, so we'll never see any more yeah. of it. sounded possibly. interesting and fantastically high budget. Yeah. <laughs> like, it can never never in your life be seen in a low-budget film like this. You'll notice my lips aren't moving either. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, there's there's like too much threat in the episode. I think the, you know there's the robots that are there for some reason. I guess they're one of the things created by the scientists under the instruction of the Shenzar, who are Stenzar. Stenzar, sorry, that's fine. Who are you know clearly going to be some kind, possibly some kind, be some kind of big bad in this. That's in just this Chibnall at home going. I want Stenzar toys. I want future I want my writer, own, yeah. I want future writers future writers to put Stenzar into into episodes. Give me that good good. And at the uh, end it's got to royalties. say the Stenzar created by Chris Chibnall in yeah. the end credits. Please. I want that uh Kit Pedler, Jerry Davis money. Yeah. Um I didn't want to just say Terry Nation. He seems an obvious person to land on. Yeah, good for you. Good for you for going for the Cybermen rather than the Dice. Thank um, you. Yeah, so there's the robots who are. We said some great stuff. About not that threatening because of clumsy left wing allegorical yeah. science oh, yeah, fiction that as was well. All really good. It was great. Yeah. Um, the robots, I don't know. I don't like that there's a whole... The, the Everyone manages to have a whole kind of conversation while the robots are shooting at them. I don't really <laughs> like um, the... What did you call it? The, the, well, I mean, he mentions Call of Duty. He does mention Call of Duty, yeah. yeah. The, the fact they sort of strap a GoPro to the gun so we get a sort of first-person moment. That's kind of funny, but they did that in the movie version of Doom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Which is, by the way, much better than you would think it would be. Has it got Carl Urban in? Has got Carl Urban in, and The Rock, and the the top half of Dexter Fletcher. 
Interesting. <laughs> Just the top half. The rest of him is a kind of robotic wheelchair man. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yes, and then we've got. I've, I've, I looked them up on Wikipedia. I've already forgotten what they're called, but the the strange rag <laughs> creatures that they keep cutting to. Like it, you're supposed to think, well, this is sinister, and I'm like, well, there's some burnt paper, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I um, like that, yeah, they apply the super thought process of how you might defeat a villain that looks like burnt paper or sort of dry bandages. With fire, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's fire. I've watched a video recently about the movie Venom, the, the, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man symbiote thing, uh, as... You may know, and some listeners may know, the Venom symbiote is weak to like loud noises or sort of sonic pulses and things uh-huh. like that. That is a weakness that is established in the film. But at one point, um, mild spoiler, there's more than one symbiote in the Venom movie because who else is he going to fight at the end? Yes. Uh, so it has another symbiote creature uh, who is defeated by setting it on fire. And the, the review I was watching said, like, they never established fire as, like, a credible threat to this thing. <laughs> like, it's fire! <laughs> it's a credible threat to most things. Yeah, <laughs> set light to most... Th- you'll find that most living things are weak to fire. Unless you're fighting, like, a huge tardigrade or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're, you got, you're in a real pickle there. You really are. <laughs> those fuckers are practically indestructible. <laughs> um, yeah, and then... You've got the the water that's apparently full of these these deadly oh, yeah, yeah. microbes that you know, and I said I just feel if you're going to set that up, you might as well show. Why wouldn't you show them doing that? Yeah, <laughs> it like, seems maybe like there's no real reason. There's for one them. other yeah. person who got to like the rally at the end who's a real wanker. Yeah, and he just accidentally falls in or something or falls off the boat. Yeah. Like, maybe trying to wrest control of it away from people so he can go off and win. Because, obviously, the the moral of this one, as we've mentioned, the, the Brexity stronger together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the anti-Brexity stronger together. Well, the anti-Brexity stronger together thing, yes. Uh, and the fact that all of the characters in it make it to the end because we've got our regular ones and then our two people who are, you know antagonists to each other but eventually have come together and it, mm. it's the power of you know teamwork and even lovely lovely Art Malik is like alright <laughs> at the end we're like for some reason there's some kind of weird sci-fi threat or something that makes him go yeah alright oh um that uh as Poe says that he's gonna hunt him down <laughs> oh fine so okay the threat of violence the threat of violence him- yeah Hooray for Changing violence! Them. Which does kind of undercut the uh, rest of the message, but we'll, we'll, we'll you know, look past that. It does. Also, the, like, the day is safe because he was going to smoke as well. What a confusing episode for kids! <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I, I think I'd forgotten until I re-read the Wikipedia summary to try and get some more, like, actual information into my brain, is that it's really convenient that the Doctor finds an EMP device... Just after just the the speech about guns. It's alright, she would have just hacked someone's mobile yeah, phone I and mean, turned it into an EMP device anyway. That's true, I forgot that <laughs> the Sonic and mobiles can do pretty much anything that the script requires them to do. I know we sound like every other boring fucker talking about the modern series now, but that is a crutch they do seem to land on quite a lot. That's fair enough. You need, um, you need crutches. She has quickly got that Sonic posing down. <laughs> stand up, legs apart, always arm over the head, and then the point. 
Oh yeah, like, gotta do the wind up. Yeah, you don't need to do that. You just, you know, just grab and point. But like, yeah, done. Well, you know, that's not nearly as dramatic. I love that I'm acting all this shit out on the podcast where I already leapt around like a big fat sod out of the door. <laughs> but yeah. never mind. Um, My did, legs have recovered now. You did. I like that you pointed out that the uh, the ruins look somewhat like an abandoned sort of beachside. Uh... Did you find out whether they were an abandoned? Beachside or holiday uh, not camp? Not specifically. I did find out that, that it was filmed in South Africa, which is a new location for Doctor Who filming. It is and that. And it was very hot there. And in fact, uh, I can't remember his name, but the Tozin, the guy, Tozin Cole, yeah, Tozin Cole uh, got heat stroke or something. Or Blimey. and to be yeah. Right, so. Treated for that. I mean, it looked it looked hot, and as you said, the three suns don't help. Yeah. Sure. Um, before we started recording, great joke about the old American sitcom My Three Sons, but never mind. <laughs> so much is lost. So much lost, either because we were recording or because we, we weren't, weren't recording. recording. <laughs> uh, well, we weren't recording or we weren't recording. We really weren't recording. Yeah. Twats. <laughs> Um, I said twats. It's just twat singular. It's me. Yeah. I am ye twat. Oh no. That's straight out. Um, so yeah, that took the. I, I mean, get, obviously, it took. I get my doctor out, to confirm it. Wind out of our sails a little bit, but you know, it was. I mean, it took the wind out of my sails, but you were ready to sally. Yeah, I mean, forth, I, and that was a real role reversal for us. And yeah, I like that's it. true. It, it is a bit Sorry weird having to restate things you just said, but obviously, no one listening knows that I just just said them. But you know, yeah, I think there was a bit too much going on. The setting up of a. Oh yes, there's the timeless child stuff that's been sort of. Clumsily yeah, but inserted. maybe that's just someone's way of referring to the Doctor anyway. That's I mean, it seems to be news, news to her, but you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing that also struck me as weird at the end is that the Doctor gets there. Obviously, uh, Ilin mm. and uh, Espo and Angstrom Very all, good. Get, all get... Um, thank you, I've managed to remember three of the character names. <laughs> Go me. They all get teleported off the planet as per the agreement. Yeah. Uh, Doctor kind of immediately sort of gives up that the TARDIS is going to appear. And yet, I thought at the beginning they were like, oh yeah, the TARDIS, it, which is the Ghost Monument, which is a twist I didn't see. Okay, coming. that's good. Um, they are like, oh, it appears every 1,000 1, cycles or something like Basically, that. Basically, I couldn't remember that they established it quite relatively near the start that yeah. it was the Ghost Monument of the title. But the way they were talking about it, it felt so obvious that I was fully expecting you to say to me, it's the TARDIS, isn't it? And I was going to go... Mate, I just don't remember. <laughs> and then at the end, I go, I did remember actually. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. It's it's interesting that like because they also talk about if they could get through the tunnels, that they could get there. Like, they they would be able to travel at night, mm. and thus they'd get there. You know, quicker than you know, much quicker than the the time limit, which is like one rotation. Yeah, and then they do actually have to end up going out at night because they get forced out by the robots. Yeah, and then they blow up the rag things, which do have a name, and I cannot remember them. It's all right. we'll it doesn't call, matter. We we'll call them the Ragos. Yeah, and the Raggy Dolls. Which and dolls then, like you and me. Yeah, which makes me think that they did actually do it a bit faster. So I don't know why the Doctor's first reaction to the TARDIS not being there is just, oh well, I guess it's not going to appear. Yeah. Rather than, oh, I guess we'll, we wait? I guess we'll just die here. And why don't a- we wait like thirty more seconds, perhaps, and mm. see if anything, see if anything happens. See if my remodeled TARDIS shows up. How do you feel about that? Um, it's quite dark. <laughs> yeah, it's dark. It's very sort of quartzy. I don't love it. 
I don't know. I kind of... I'm still more of a fan of, of the old sort of more clinical white wall yeah. sort of thing. I didn't mind the Capaldi one. But, um, I didn't mind the Capaldi one either. I kind of... It's still I also a bit pref- busy. I also prefer when it feels like a spaceship as well. Well, there is Generally, that. rather than, I don't know, a set, really, like... This had wacky shit like it's got like a custard cream dispenser for little biscuits and things like that. It's got a foot reason, pedal as well. It's got a foot pedal yeah. and it's got a little spinning opaque glass TARDIS within the TARDIS as part I of the time drive thing. Yeah, I'm afraid that's when I went. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's corrected the uh, the sign on the front door to be more wor- accurately worded to the police box. Oh, and you looked up whether there was actually a green one uh, in Sheffield. Oh yeah, the green uh, police box on Surrey Street, and like yes, there is one, but it's a it's a it's a different, much earlier police box design. So I don't think anyone would look at that and really liken it to the more shed like yeah uh, one that exists on Surrey Street in Sheffield. If they had people from Glasgow in, they'd be more like, yeah, we've got these all over the place. But they're like little coffee shops and things now. Right. Uh, and a lot of those are green. Now, I don't know if they were originally there green or if they've... something by uh, Warwick Avenue tube station that is green and kind of looks like a police box. I don't know if it actually is one, and I should have investigated because mm. I used to go there for counselling, and the, but I... You know, I had to walk in the opposite direction, so I never got close enough to check if it, it were one. And there's something at Earl's Court Station that is blue yes. and looks a lot like a police box. But that is mentioned in... Well, it's, it's a police box. <laughs> it's mentioned in a, another... It was mentioned in a Doctor Who yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember which one it was. I can't remember either. It sound, That sounds like a Moffat, doesn't it? it was, well, it was, yes. Because yeah. it was a, a more recent one. Um... Yeah, I also thought it was perhaps a bit too early at second episode for Ryan. Is it Ryan? I keep avoiding yes. saying it because I'm worried I've forgotten one of the main characters. And I'm going to look. Ryan, Yaz, and Graham. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I think it's a bit too early for Ryan to go like, "Oh, it's always ladders." It's like <laughs> there is that, and I obviously it's a it's a pun on the old "Why do they have to be snakes?" thing. Yeah. But like, is it a snakes and ladders joke? Is it deliberately that because it's great? We and obviously. They they haven't really hammered home the dyspraxia business. No. Which they set up. And which is good. It's just, you know, it's a fact of the character that yeah. he deals with and it's not like he has to keep saying every ten minutes that he's dyspraxic. Yeah. I did have a moment when I was like ladders thing- and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, there was a ladder in the last episode that they had to climb. Yeah, and, and a much more a much yeah. more intense ladder as well, up a crane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a kind of believable approach to a condition like that that yeah. you know it doesn't necessarily hinder him all the time but there are situations when you're perhaps when you're trying to do an action thing that yeah, it could yeah. be a problem yeah and thinking of facts about gases would help with that I guess so we'll, we'll I'll, I'll think of I'll, I'll always think of acetylene now when I'm trying to yeah. do stuff that was handy as well wasn't it it was yeah. a naturally occurring acetylene um, sort of field yeah where they climbed out I mean you know but then again like that maybe that's part of the whole setup with Illin saying that it's you know, like the did he say the planet had become cruel he said he'd been made cruel made cruel which um, I which seems to be tying into the Stenzar kind of stuff. Made but. me think of um, not the most highly regarded film in the world, but um, M. Night Shyamalan's After Earth, which uh, involves yeah. 
<laughs> you did mention it, and I didn't Will, understand why at the time. So you're going to explain it now. Well, it's Will, Will Smith's uh, character. Oh yeah, Cipher Rage. <laughs> wow, you're really dropping these te- these oddly named sci-fi Catan. Because you were mentioning um, what's his name, Desolation, Desolation Williams. Mm, yeah, played by Ice Cube in John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. The planet's called Desolation, or so. Oh yeah, of course I forgot yeah. about that. Or, or at least that's the closest word to the, the yeah, symbol yeah, yeah. that it is. Which is I like that as well. It's not like. Oh. That's a that's a, seems a better use than say oh the Daleks call him the oncoming storm yeah 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 because that is such a that's very much not a Dalek kind of phrase yeah <laughs> they would call the Doctor like subject one so is <laughs> oh yes yeah, so is after Earth is like the planet made hostile or something yeah it's like humans have left Earth or something like that um, they they crash land on it like centuries after. Uh, people have left it and it's kind of everything on the planet has evolved to kill humans should they come back just to kind of protect themselves yeah, yeah. from humans because yeah, turns out we're bad for a planet yeah uh, real bad as it turns out but yeah. there's also weird shit about like creatures that can see your fear and you can choose to not be fearful of things oh yeah like the rag creatures apparently did yeah, I, I mentioned this before. Did you watch After Earth? Because <laughs> they apparently and go, I want some of that. They, <laughs> which is a weird reaction to have, because as you say, it was not well received. Did I see After Earth in the cinema? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, did I have to go out to the bathroom, come back, and then miss my seat, and end up kind of walking into someone in the back I'm row? Yes, you did. And then said, "I'm sorry, I don't know where I am." That's the exact phrase I used <laughs> before I went back to my seat. Yes, I did that, and that's why I now make sure I always have a torch slash flashlight with me whenever I go to the cinema. Yeah, because you can't see shit. In the I dark. fucking cannot. Yeah. Um, so yes, the rank creatures apparently, I, I mentioned this before, they apparently sense all they create fear and then, I don't know, fe- I don't know if they need to make you fearful, apparently they don't for, uh, Epso and his, his heroic naps, I did like that as a phrase, <laughs> and that when the doctor tells him to go and do it, he's like, alright, I will, but not because you said so, but because like, I want to. like, later. <laughs> Did you say have a wank as well? <laughs> well, in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> but yeah, apparently they just got him while he was asleep and the doctor comes in, points the Sonic for two seconds and says, yeah. nothing's working. <laughs> which is She's very impatient. Which <laughs> makes me think... <laughs> perhaps, that's the, perhaps that's her new Doctor persona. She's just impatient about yeah, yeah. stuff. Which yeah. is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I feel we like... Don't, we don't yet, know this Doctor yet. I, yes, I was going to say, I feel like I've yet to sort of get a grip... But you know, it's only two episodes on on this Doctor's persona. But it's only yeah. two episodes in, and it takes it takes a little while to settle in. I mean, I still, you know, I absolutely think of think of her as the Doctor. You yeah, know, I have that. You know that. You know, it feels like the same character for sure. That's good. Yeah, we should talk about getting stuff to put in the pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Just like just a, a desire to have things in the pocket. I understand that desire. <laughs> uh, so um, do I. And uh, <laughs> the thing that she did have in the pockets, the sunglasses. I'm a pocket very, hoarder. We very much enjoyed the sunglasses on Graham. I think it's a really strong look for him. The Pythagorean sunglasses. Yeah, it just really cuts back to him at the end, and he's got them on it. It's just, it's just a great, 
great shot. Yeah, you don't. That, that's the first time you get a real close up of them and see yes. how kind of fierce they are. <laughs> yeah, and it's like not a comedy scene. It's just like it's a nice slow yeah. kind of. That's funny. Yeah, the music which we didn't actually get around to on our our failed recording. Yeah, second Akinola again. Um, pretty good for the most part. I think there was one point where I found it a bit intrusive. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which point it was. I think it was kind of towards the end. Um, but yeah, that's, fine. that's kind a, of that, alright. That's a yeah. you know that's a new signing as well. He's getting used to the mm-hmm. biz. Oh, but it might also just be that you're not keen on that particular sort of approach to scoring, which again is fine. I'm very keen to stress that we don't have to like the same things about things. No, exactly, yeah. Also, I'm keen to go... <sighs> I'm terribly sorry to everybody, but I've drunk a lot of Pepsi yes. in the last little while because the world's on fire. Yeah. And Pepsi helps. <laughs> you've got to take, take what little, you know, relief you can. Um, do you want to give ourselves a break and do a feeding back of things? Yes. Because we do have feedback from back in the day. Uh, I Ooh. believe it was one email and two voicemails. Do you want to do voicemail, email, voicemail? Yeah, why not? Alright then. Uh, do a nice little, little feedback sandwich like that. i tell you what, I'm just going to play a bit of music from my speaker to make sure that um, the speaker is functional, if that's alright. Alright. Then I'll know... Yep, okay, I've been listening to the music from The Prisoner. Uh, Ron Grainer again, also, of course, the composer of the Doctor Who theme tune. I'm, a, I'm not going to make you guess, but for some reason, the the track that I pictured hearing out of the speakers, or maybe just wanted to hear, was Dragon Attack. <laughs> I just had a real... Underrated Queen album track. Absolutely. 1980? I think it is from nine. Uh, it's on the game. I was going to say, is it a game one, or is it on the works? It's on the game. Oh, I wish I hadn't said that phrase. It's from the <laughs> album, the game from nineteen eighty. Um, <laughs> right. Um, in that case, uh, we have feedback from Mister Willie Dix himself, William Richards. Which this is said- what I said before. It's, uh, it's. Oh no, I don't think I actually said this last episode, but I was thinking it. It's like because we've been away so long. It's like. It's kind of nice getting back into I all these old said jokes. This before, they kind of feel fresh again. William Richards with Willie jokes. Dix, but I, I must have told you about uh, Will Johnson, who absolutely used to go online as Willie Johnson, <laughs> and yeah. I think great. Yeah, got, <laughs> let's own that name. Yeah, own it for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. I know right. that my surname sounds like rowing. I'm fine with. <laughs> <laughs> I know my surname sounds like. A posh person, <laughs> I mean, it does a bit. Certainly, one half of it yeah. is quite unusual. Um, I say that like people don't know what my surname is. Yeah. They kind of do at this point, but it doesn't matter. Right, I don't know how soon this will load into the memory of the thing. So I'm going to just kind of wave my phone and the speaker around oh, and see what happens. That's quite Shall I just... All right. <laughs> so, it's like a lava lamp. <laughs> There's a lot of visuals involved with this auditory podcast, everyone. That's good. Uh, We're currently on measure 263. 
by the way, of the, I believe, several hundred available. But I'm keeping an eye on this like a motherfucking hawk right now I'm in d- case we end up having to do it as like a two-part recording. Yeah. In fact, it might even be worth doing that. No, I tell you what, we did one take before. We can do one take again. Yes. What well, Should we make that the thing one this take, year? The one times. take yeah. The one take podcast. <laughs> no pausing while we look up things and pretend we don't. <laughs> do you think like anything got fooled noises. by <laughs> Absolutely not. And we didn't make it, <laughs> didn't try to make no. anyone be fooled by That's it. it. That's another more pivoting in our last ser- series. All all these new, you know, tricks. Special guest stars. <laughs> yeah, I do like, we, we missed the opportunity to have a special guest each week. Yeah. Like, oh, our special guest, Mr. Biffo from Digitizer. <laughs> oh, boy, wouldn't that be? We good... all celebrity guests. Yeah. He's probably the closest thing to a celebrity yeah. we both like, have real access to. Yeah, it's like oh, uh, the director of mod. <laughs> like, oh yeah, um, Paul Catrulia. I don't know if you still listen. We're still good. We're still good friends. I can better be doing some music for him. By oh, the way, right. I keep forgetting about it. Anyway, Willie Dix, <laughs> William Save Richards, from ourselves. Please say a thing. I thought I'd share my thoughts on the past two episodes of I Doctor Who. He does this. Jodie Whittaker seems like a good doctor, but the part that worries me is Chris Chibnall's writing. Yes. The first episode was great in terms of introducing characters, and yeah. the performances were good. Also the true. story was almost non-existent, but the villain was all right. In general, though, I liked the woman who fell too. Sorry. No idea what that was about. Whoa. The Ghost Monument was a good and enjoyable story although i wasn't expecting much i liked the title sequence but i hate the new tardis interior while the threats in this story weren't that scary and the killer water could have been explored more yeah the flying rag things were all right i suppose one scene i did like was the one where they discover the civilization had been wiped out by the stenza or whatever the monster from last week was called stenza on the two-tier rating system i will give both episodes alike and combining them both together a 7.5 out of 10. Stop it! No, it, it's last series. Anything goes now. Oh, There's no shit. rules. Everyone, can, can, concoct your own scoring system. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, 11th hour podcast at gmail.com. Do not wait for us to do an episode. Send that's it. a fool's <laughs> task. We're, we're going to stockpile a load of them, release them hopefully at a weekly rate. But who knows? Who knows? Just if there's an episode you want to talk about, email us, you bitches, and put the episode title in the subject line, please. Yes. Otherwise, we'll get all confused. Um, I do like when Will goes high concept with his uh, voice. Yeah. It's good fun. So, opening title scene. Yes. Because it wasn't on it wasn't the Will to Earth. They were not. doing a thing. Well, they just wanted to get you into the episode. It's an interesting yeah. move. And maybe it's a bit like the sort of journey in the Daniel Craig movies to the proper James Bond gun barrel oh, sequence, right, yeah, which yeah. you don't really get properly until the end of Skyfall. Like yeah. It takes three films to become I mean, that would be as the close time, to That's the, the time to do it. Yeah. Not off. Yeah. Um, so, a target sequence... Uh, I really like it. I it's beautiful. I can't believe. Yeah, and also the 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 theme arrangement is much more to my taste. It's. I think I didn't realize how much I missed the kind of the the eerie, wobbly mm. kind of synth style. Yeah, um, there was a thing music until it came back. 
There was a little period of the Murray Gold one where he went he went bass crazy yeah. and he had a real wobbly bass in it and it was much better mm-hmm. than the sort of when he had the drama strings of business. Obviously, there was a Boeing action that went with that. It was a complete waste of my physical effort. Um, but I much prefer this. This is like there hadn't been new Doctor Who before it. Like, someone mm. looked at, like, a 1966, let's say, more of a Patrick Troughton-y, yeah. round title, and went, what would be the modern, modern version modern of version that? that? Yeah, I get that completely. And that's what we got instead of, like, our previous kind of Gaviscon advert <laughs> <laughs> that we had, and things like that. Right, um, I'm going to use my face to open my phone, <laughs> and then my finger. Do you want to read... <laughs> Oh, um, there's some chunky stuff from Kirsten. Would you like to do the yeah, biz? Yeah, I'll do the biz. Biz it up, biz face. She says, hey, cool dudes again. Hooray! So I enjoyed this episode. You're cool too, Kirsten. We like yeah. you very much. I enjoyed the opening thing. Hooray! I enjoyed the Doctor. I enjoyed the Companions. Hooray, with hooray, one hooray, caveat. Hooray. Oh. But I'm not sure. so sure it qualifies as a good episode, critically speaking. I think I was just in <laughs> yay Doom Doctor Who mode. That's fine. Our Venusian Aikido, as a Pertwee superfan, I appreciated that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a little, a cool little bit different to yeah. this in that it actually absolutely is a physical violent martial yeah, art yeah. under Pertwee's reign. Yeah. This one is more of a kind of Vulcan nerve pinch. Yeah, and a very convenient one of that. But we'll... we'll yeah, I'll know, look the other way for that. I do like Grandmaster Pacifist. Yeah. Which um, does sound also like a hip-hop persona. <laughs> yeah, it's all Grandmaster Flash. Did, yeah. I'd be, I, would be, I would be very interested in the record Grandmaster Pacifist would yeah. bring out. I'd be very into that. Yeah, okay. Kirsten continues, Oh yeah, my caveat. I felt like Graham wanting Ryan to call him Grandad was a bit weird, but as I wrote that, I thought of how in the first step, Ace calls him uh, Grandad and Ryan corrects her as if he's done so before. Maybe Graham just wants him to call him Grandad because Grace wanted it, or as a sort of confirmation that he and Ryan will stay close so we can keep a big part of Grace nearby. That's a good point. I I was thinking, it's like, come on, mate, you can't force these things. No, yeah, it's true. It's got, it's got to be organic. But I'm guessing it's a thing he's already been trying on. But like, he, they do make it clear that he hasn't been married to Grace all that long anyway in the previous mm. episode, right? In the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I don't have much to say about the episode. I liked it and I'm pumped about the new Doctor and the new TARDIS crew. I'm assuming you noticed that I stopped sending feedback after the halfway point of last season. That's because as much as I love Bill, Nardole, the Doctor and Missy, it simply could not hold my attention. When I did my rewatch, it was impossible to binge like I usually do. Mm. After the monks... Uh, things just stopped in- interesting me, well, except for Empress and Mars. But that was all Pertwee year of fangirling. Was the back half of the series that bad, or were the episodes just tainted by my but- crippling depression? Oh boy, is that a question I relate to? There is that, and one of the reasons we might not have noticed that, Kirsten, is that we we binged like four or five episodes into a final episode in that season. Oh god, yeah. We, we- had like the summary catch-up episode. God, I've forgotten about that. I mean, A, it was a long time ago, and it's like, boy, we've really sort of been <laughs> going off the rails for a while. We've been doing this for so long, and yeah. like, we've been moved further and further away from each other. Yeah. We've got more going on individually yeah. in our lives. It's, it has been tough. Yeah, I don't even remember the finale. I was so disinterested. I was so disinterested, I didn't even watch when it aired. You guys know me. I'm obnoxiously positive when it comes to Doctor Who I just shut down but enough of all that I'm back in action now and that's all that counts that's great so are we I hope everything is awesome in your necks of the woods Woods. that's cool necks of the woods and of course yeah she would have sent that months ago yeah October so So, um a little late but yeah we're alright we get there in the end I'm getting there yeah we're like British Rail love we get there in the end (laughs) dial 2 I believe 
Uh, was it like Windsor Airlines? It's one of the one of the planes in Die Hard Two, uh, being flown by Colin Meaney, doing an English accent. I think that's kind of weird. He's like a big of, Irishman. Yeah, because he, and then he like plays a Welshman in the Englishman that went up a hill and came down a mountain. So they must just be like he can do any. Uh, he can do any British Isles any accent. British Isles accent. Do a Manx one, whatever. <laughs> That is a very specific <laughs> accent. There's a very specific people. Yeah. Just I listen was, to a load of Nigel Neal DVD commentaries yeah. and work I was trying that. to think of an obscure one. I think I feel like the uh, Channel Islands have a slightly different accent as well, but anyway. Mm. <laughs> now, remember last week I was going to uh, do some feedback from Eric and it said, here's my feedback, and then there wasn't any feedback attached to it. Uh, yes. <laughs> he sent another one and said, hey there, as promised, here's my episode two feedback. Hope you fellas are doing well. Talk to you next week. Bye. There's no feedback oh, attached no. to it. But then he sent another one that said, I lie, here it is for real. So okay. he clearly had a problem for a yeah. few while. Not well, that was an emotional rollercoaster there. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know how long this is going to be. Some people go long with feedback, and I can't remember because one of them. I might actually... No, I can't put that on the table. The things might transmit through it. I'm also going to carry on talking until oh, this actually loads. As it loads up. So because it's going to take a while. At some point, Eric's going to interrupt us. Yeah. Just like we were having a real conversation and he was waiting. Hey, there, this is Eric. I'm calling in again to hey. talk to you about episode two of series 11. Uh, what was it called? The Ghost Monument? Yeah, it was. All right. So, uh, yeah, this episode was great. I really liked it. Um, Chris chimed in on Facebook and said it was a pretty standard second episode, but I love those second I episodes. That. I love going to <laughs> an so alien ago. planet, in this case, South Africa, and uh, seeing cool uh, uh, alien stuff and cool uh, characters and spaceships and all that stuff. I forgot to talk about the cliffhanger of the last episode, which was great, where the Doctor uh, uses her technical know-how to build a portal or uh, transporter thing to take them to the next planet or take her to the next planet and accidentally shocks them uh, right into the middle of space which is great (laughs) it's hilarious um i love our our uh friends being (laughs) put into a dangerous situation by the doctor unknowingly um that's great i love that they're picked up separately um by two well i don't know what happened there um i don't know because my phone went into like Yep. That was a yep. nice touch because it kind of right. immediately keep my phone going. shocks Sorry, everyone. the situation and you don't know what's going on fully and you kind of have to like yeah, do good. some, okay, how, how did they each get picked up separately kind of work uh, yep. for the episode. Improbability uh, drive. I loved everything about the opening here. I think it's very exciting. It's kinetic. All of the camera work, I think, really sells a lot of the stuff going on here. The fact that you see the back of the spaceship get jettisoned. Tell you what, I'm going to pause that. I think we talked in the previous recording how utterly, really gorgeous it was and well made. I don't think we talked about the um, CG effects, which have been genuinely good this time around. I remember Mm. Chibnall saying, no, we're getting rid of the old effect house and we're going with brand new people. And everyone was like, oh, I don't... I'm not so keen on that. Clearly, good decision. Yeah, it was a great decision. Right, pardon me. Sorry, Eric. It's so cool. It's such a good effect. Like, normally you'd see it from the outside of the ship. They've, like, 
uh, animate it happening, but they did instead did it from the inside perspective mm. of the spaceship, and that that's such a cool that's such a cool thing. Like they didn't have to do that, but they did, and I like they're doing stuff like that. Um, it's it's a very basic like race scenario where these two people are having to race to the end of this huge uh, obstacle course slash race thing that this rich dude is set up. Um, the female character in the situation is Angstrom. I guess a little bit more caring than for others than the male in this scenario. I, they're both alien oh, species, I, I, so <laughs> it's kind of weird to say woman, man. I, I don't know. They both are. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not great, but it's all right. It, it, it gets me through it, and I, I like these Doctor Who kind of setups. Um, the Doctor kind of is leading us through this uh, alien planet, and... There's some cool stuff going on here. They come across these like sniper bots, and Ryan gets a Call of Duty type moment to pick up a gun and think that he can shoot them all. And the doctor uh, wisely waves her finger right in his face and says, "No, no, you don't use guns. We don't do that. That's not my shtick here." Um, and it, it, it's good. It's reestablishing what the doctor is and what she does. And I just think that uh, it, this is the kind of thing that I like to see in Doctor Who. Less of last week and more of this week, and maybe I'm in the minority there. Um, I just found a lot of the alien uh, hijinks, tomfoolery from last week to not be great. Maybe it's just Sheffield. <laughs> I don't like Sheffield. How dare you? Uh, but yeah, I, I do enjoy this episode. I, I, those little, like, sheep uh, things, which are such a, like, it, it's almost a lazy design, but it works for me because of the way they move in the in the breeze and stuff. And I know they're CGI, but the moment when she, uh, the doctor was just talking to the one that was floating there, it looked like a real sheet just hanging there. And it, it reminds me of the kind of thing you'd see in uh, the old iteration of, this sh- of the show. It's like a really, like, Yeah, they would have used the thing, sheet in the... <laughs> but, I don't know, it's a lot of personality to me. And they talk about, like, the timeless child. I guess we might figure out... What what that is later on in the episode we'll figure out that these people were making all these death machines for the zen shah which was the species that nope. or tim shaw is it he's denza i don't remember i knew tim shaw was the the mockery version of his name yeah, but no, you uh, know what it's like yeah I, I just really <laughs> dug all this stuff i think it's really cool sci-fi stuff we get some more uh relationship banter between Graham and Ryan and I, I kind of just like how that's moving along there and uh, Yaz once again doesn't really get a whole lot to do but I hope that she gets a proper episode coming up um, so by the end of this they finally got into the TARDIS and the TARDIS is of course the ghost monument that they've been thinking of and I love the new TARDIS design I didn't talk about the uh, Sonic Screwdriver design but I, I do overall like it I like the yellow color um, and the Sonic kind of is a lot like the TARDIS in this aspect, even though the Doctor built the Sonic. I guess maybe the TARDIS is maybe working with her on a uh, uh, psychic level, that they, they're both yeah, that's the same thing. It's, it's almost like they were made by the same production designer, and it doesn't really make sense that they look similar. Hooray! For the design of both the TARDIS and the Sonic Screwdriver, but it's just such a great moment when you get reunited with TARDIS. I was kind of tearing up a little bit. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the show. It's been a couple months, but uh, just this new Doctor finally getting into her, her TARDIS for the first time, and 
it's usually something that happens in the first episode. Like, the, the first episode kind of goes out of its way to not be standard in that by the end, they uh, the Doctor's met the companions, they've gone to the ship, and they've flown away, and we don't have that from the last episode. So I kind of appreciate that. And the other thing in this episode uh, revealed to us that we didn't get last week was the opening titles, which are amazing, which are, like, awesome. They, they obviously are using the uh, theme more of the theme tune from the original show. Um, I think the graphics look great. I, I just think it, it is so good, and I'm kind of glad that they held it back. As much as I wanted to I see do that, I like got a drop in it. Uh, assure me that Doctor Who is back. Uh, I like that they held it back. It feels like we're in proper Doctor Who now, and we're back into it, and I love it. Um, before I go, I'll just mention I am uh, <laughs> kind of worried <laughs> about next week's episode. Uh, it's obviously an American history thing, mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor Who can very easily mess with that kind of stuff. Yep. So they really have to <laughs> they have to be careful <laughs> handling these uh, historical events, especially because it's a major part of America's kind of grappling with racial politics. I won't uh, say exactly who it is, but anybody who's seen the next time one knows. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Can't wait to see what uh, happens next week. Goodbye, Joe and Chris! Bye! Well, oh, Eric became a ghost right at the end of that. That was weird. I don't know why that happened. Well, I, I eventually put the speaker down on the table because that ran long. Uh, I hope the uh, I hope that didn't like echo uh, rather vibrate through the table heavily, unpleasantly to your ears, listeners. Um, Eric reminded me of one thing, which is like a nice little bit of like, no, a little bit of storytelling in the episode that they didn't like that like non obvious bit of world building. Mm. Uh, in the, by non obvious, I mean they didn't sort of spell it out. It's just that. The reason that uh, both that Angstrom and uh, Epso, I called him Espo, I keep making that mistake. It's fine. I gotta, you know, whatever. Don't um, worry. Pick them up is that it's never like if I, they never get right out and explain it, but they call them bonuses. bonuses yeah. And then when they turn up to Ilan, he said they, he's like, no, there's no bonuses. <laughs> yeah. You know. saved you for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I like that they don't like hammer it at home, but there's an explanation, but you kind of, you know, it gives you all the details. It just, you know. That was the point I made in the lost recording about how there's a lot about, like, sorry, I kicked the table with the microphone on now, so that probably went thud as well. We've got to be careful not to do that. This is a different recording setup for us. Obviously, yeah, in our last series, we decided to do something completely different yeah, to how yeah. we did it before. And also, we're both extremely fidgety bastards, so this, is always, that. this it's is always a risk that we run. It's terrible. I've been burping a lot i'm sorry about that um anyway the the this episode and i was obviously it's a feeling you get with a lot of doctor who episodes because it's frankly an anthology show but one mm. that has you know a cast of characters that goes between the different scenarios yeah. but this is like walking into an ep- one episode of a sci-fi show that you don't watch yeah and going well i'm sure this bonus stuff makes sense to someone it's clear that something's going on i don't get it but that's fine <laughs> Yeah, and when it happens in a show you're actually watching, it seems a bit odd. But like, yeah, we don't need to understand that. Sometimes I like. Uh, I think this is the trouble because I don't believe I have said this on this recording. Right. Um, that we. I kind of like when you're dropped into a situation where you, where you don't understand what's going on, and like none of the characters yeah, understand in, what's going including on. the Doctor in this yeah. instance, which is quite the rarity. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I under, I think Doctor can lean a bit too much on, you know, the Doctor knows everything and everyone and kind of yeah. is always familiar with stuff. And it gets a bit... And, you know, I like, you know, I like the Doctor sort of having to work stuff out on the fly. 
Yeah. And I kind of like it makes the world almost feel more kind of real in a way for it to it makes it feel yeah, more real just because you know, you're not instantly going to understand all the references that are that you know, and all the the cultural like uh, context for everything that's going on immediately. But, but yeah, it's uh, I know I rag on Chibnall a bit, but it is a clever move that that we have. You know, the people in this race aren't necessarily heroic people, but yeah. they have a reason to rescue some people who are adrift in space, and it's a reason that makes sense to them. We yeah. don't we don't really need to fully understand that reason. It's just that it, yeah, yeah, it's not complete nonsense. And I did like that they explained uh, that there was at least an explanation as to why they could un- understand. Yeah, it's not a good one. I was, I was in think- fact, weren't those removed from them in the previous episode? No, it's a no, different. It's, it's a different oh, thing because sake. that's why Graham makes the, th- the yeah. point about it, is can people just stop putting putting stop, things in us? I'm like, all right, you hang a lampshade on it. That's fine. You know, I can live with that. And if uh, we do also introduce the idea, uh, if I had Matardis, you wouldn't you wouldn't need him at all. Yeah, I don't know quite why I made a super broad there. Never mind. Uh, uh, business. Yeah, so I think that's about as much as I uh, needed to say about this episode. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't too bad. You know, but on this, yeah, on this, on the visual evidence, it's like one of the most attractive Doctor Who yeah. series I've seen, and it makes me think of. Um, there was uh, an interview that someone did with Stephen Moffat talking about something else, I think, and he made a comment that was the comment was simply that like if the BBC want Doctor Who to continue to be like a global success, they yeah. need to spend the money in to make it visually compete yeah. with other shows, you know, made by like <laughs> like richer production companies. Yeah, yeah. And things like that, uh, which was absolutely taken out of context by everyone saying that he was bashing the new series for looking cheap, <laughs> which is not what he meant at all. No. So if you saw that story, that's not what he meant. Um, no spoiler curtain. It's gone. Yeah. So next week, no, spoil. It's Rosa Parks. I knew this episode. Uh, I, I, you know, this was one of the few episodes that I knew was kind of happening when it was because there was a bit of talk around it. I guess it's called Rosa. Yeah. yeah. Before it started. I was like, this is going to be basically a Quantum Leap episode. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of is. And it's like, oh yeah, I, 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 you know, you can kind of tell what point in Rosa Parks' life it's going to be as well. Yeah, I think you probably can. Yeah, and but clearly there's going to be some kind of uh, alien involvement and a gun, you know. Or something that resembles a gun in it. Yeah. Well, I say, yeah. like with the ghost one, I tried to get you to guess what the episode might be about. I, don't, I won't make you guess what no, this no. one's about. I like the idea you would have a Rosa Parks episode, but actually it's like set like three years before or after the bus yeah, incident yeah. and doesn't feature the bus incident at all. Now, the question is whether it's going to be one of those things where it's like the, the Doctor and all the alien presence there actually end up causing or... <laughs> it like, yeah, so it did. Yeah. what... What are the things that could go wrong with um, this episode? I would say there are, I think, a myriad possibilities. Yes. I mean, there's what you mean, what could go wrong from a story perspective or Just, from like a tonal perspective? I guess yeah. either of those, but certainly a tonal perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a. 
I'm not going to say anything. Let's just see how it plays. Let's out. just see how it plays out. Yeah, um, and we could either watch. We could either watch that right now after this, or just save it for another time. I don't want to do another recording now, considering we basically recorded a podcast and a half. Yeah. Today already. Yeah, I think that's so. Fair screw enough. you, everyone. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. I hate you all. I mean, there was the possibility. I love you too. <laughs> Bad dreams in the night. Sorry, I, I apologize. No, no, no. You, you, you go on your own strange little journey. My strange though. little Kate Bush wuthering yeah, yeah. heights journey. I thought I'd better explain to yeah. anyone who didn't know what I was doing. Um, yeah, I guess we'll find out. I mean, there was a possibility of us do, recording tea today, but I think it's not gonna nope, not gonna happen. But you know, I'm calling will. a halt to that balls right yeah. now. You gotta hold those balls. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Well, I I had fun. I did as well. I'm I think, glad I think you we persuaded to, us to remount think, this effort. I think we managed to bash a decent episode out after all that. I mean, you, you, the listener, will be the judge of that. Uh, but well, you know, I also think it was okay. Hooray! Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to be the the eleventh hour podcast, but seriously, we'll hand over all of the passwords and everything to you if you fancy it. Yeah, we'll get that super strong eleventh po- hour podcast branding. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, they'll stand you in good stead. Yeah. It's money in the bank. All right. Well, uh, I really we can make an EH podcast briefcase. Put the, uh, <laughs> put the glass thing in it. Then. Yeah, and get uh, what, and get people to fight over it. Yes, I'd watch that. <laughs> Let's not do that. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, I was about to press stop, and then I got a, a notification right in front of the stop button. Well, I'm, I'm pressing stop I'm now. I'm already going. Bye. Bye. Uh, jump around. Nah. Jump around. Jump up. Jump up and get down. Jump, 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 jump.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.